What on earth is that? It's a Journey in the Comics Network production! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. This is episode 75 of Poor360. I am your host, Andrew Porno. Thank you for joining me here on this post-debate coverage. I couldn't imagine doing without some guests that I have here today. If you notice, this is the first episode of Poor360 to be on video, which is exciting. So we're just now checking this out on the audio side. You can hop on the Facebook and watch it there. I am joined by... Guys that I've been podcasting with since I got into this whole game. So let's jump right in. At least the way I'm looking at it, right next to me is Dick Blaine Tyner. What's up? How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? Doing good. I like the heritage in your background. Thank you. Thank you. Under Dick, I have Nate. How are you doing, Nate? Bro, I'm very well. I'm excited to do the show today congratulations on reaching 75 it is definitely a milestone and um i'm glad to be a part of it with you so yeah fucking let's party let's do it all right brandon you're you're right underneath me how are you doing buddy um it's going congratulations on 75 uh, that's a heck of a milestone to reach especially when most podcasts man they don't make it nearly that long and i'm excited to be here this is like my second unofficial appearance on the show uh i did like a trump segment with you where i that's right like when i did way back when you know yes yeah i remember that i had you played trump and i did an interview with you it was so weird because it was like you know you had the questions and i just kind of recorded myself reacting to them so then you had to record yourself like the line (laughs) that was so much fun it worked so well i love that episode uh and i remember i think even like i think you Gave me feedback on like my first couple episodes when I first got started. Like, you need to do this differently and not over edit yourself. And yeah, so great feedback. Thanks again for your help today too. Absolutely. Getting this all set up. Absolutely. You know, I'm very happy to help the network in any way that I can. And uh, you know, as we grow and as we get into new avenues, uh, you know, being on video, being on Facebook or whatever or wherever is it's another good place to grow and to just you know have another way to digest the content. It's always really fun and. Um, I'm also I'm also very happy to always give uh, some some advice to you know because I went through the exact same stuff when I was going through I was very critical of myself when I started I li- I would listen to my own voice and I would hang on every little thing that I said every single stutter every single thing and I'm like man I cannot believe I got stuck on that word for four syllables let me edit some of that out and I got pretty good at it but it also took way too long to do <laughs> I remember that. Oh, I still think I'm not great at editing the podcast. That's why Nate usually has to clean it up for me. Because whenever I do it myself, it's like recording a 30-minute episode that I spend four hours messing around with. I'm like, oh, my gosh. No, I know. Like, See, and now now uh, it's to the point where I don't really worry about little gaffes on my own. If I stubber, uh, stutter or stumble over a word, I don't care. I just move on, man. That's my own unique way. It's my own style. Everybody has their own thing, and uh, I just put it up. <laughs> Yeah, I just yeah, I like the the conversational stuff. Like when it's overproduced, I feel like it kind of sticks out. Like I did, I guess on like a friend's podcast once a, a few weeks back, and they're like, if they'd mess up, they'd be like, "All right, hang on, all right, I'll take it back to here." And I was just like, "Wait, what's happening now? What? What? <laughs> and we're, we're starting this conversation <laughs> over?" And I was now? like, "What?" 
right. I was like, uh, all right, what did I say last time? Okay, let's <sighs> threw off the whole groove to me, but it, it was still a different experience. Mm-hmm. But that brings us to this. I know um, as we're recording this now, we are less than 24 hours out from the debate, which was definitely something. I didn't catch the very beginning of it. I was kind of preoccupied. But when I got back in, I'm like, oh, this is this is what I didn't feel like I didn't miss anything. So it was just a lot of yelling. Yeah, I believe my gif. I'm sorry, Dick, but I believe my gif in the in the network thing pretty much summed up how I felt about it. I had to take a big, deep breath afterwards. It was exhausting to watch. It was almost intolerable to sit through. Yeah, I uh, remember I saw someone post something that's like, I feel like Chris Wallace finally realizes how it is to like teach kindergartners on Zoom. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, yeah, I, I'm, Chris Wallace was de- he was trying his best, but it, it Chris man, Wallace it was like champ. It was like herding cats up there. <laughs> yeah. I already knew Chris Wallace was a champ, but well, damn. I mean, he's, he's called out Trump to his face in interviews. Oh, yeah. and for him yeah. being from Fox News and at least able to have the backbone to be he like... No, he has no problem doing it. Right. And, uh, I mean, even like... I, I didn't even see him really go after Biden much at all. He didn't need to, honestly. But uh, he all... Yeah, he, he was all over Trump. Like, dude, chill out. Hey, guys, chill out. <laughs> right. I mean, it was... Like, I feel like maybe a handful of questions that got asked got answered probably overall it was all just pivot and then crosstalk and then like way out of left field responses like i think i heard hunter more than i heard anything else i feel like during that debate oh yeah, yeah. that yeah. was his that was his like uh throwing it out his proverbial trump card as it were because he feels like there's something still on the table and sure there might be drama with hunter biden there might be barisma questions and all that shit but there's a time and a place right and right. There was one moment, one pivotal moment in the debate that like as somebody and I I think I don't remember who it was exactly. It might have been UAP that said this, but like when he brings up Bo Biden and Trump's just like, I don't know, Bo, I know Hunter. Like I would have been across that fucking stage in an instant punching him the fuck out, especially after what he said about vets and about people who were captured in prisoner war. And it's not hard to listen. This is one thing I feel like good this is my like quick summary good on biden for how he handled the debate mm-hmm. because what a fucking shit show straight up and that was even a quote that cnn said it's a shit show mm-hmm. so my thing is he had so much ammunition he didn't know where to grab from and he didn't even start to pull out any of the big guns he didn't touch ivanka trump being implicated in the tr- in the tax return thing mm-hmm. he didn't get into the whole impeachment saga like he tried to stay focused and he did his best to like bring a semblance of, of what a president could be under, especially under the circumstances. Um, but he did get a little bit rattled, just didn't, didn't throw in a fire as he could have, I think. Right. And I think he, he said it really well to me. It's like, it's not, it's not about your family or my family. It's about your family talking to the audience or he was just, he, okay. I don't think he threw any shade or tried to uh, throw any of Trump's family in the dirt, despite, him getting it constantly back about Hunter. Like Hunter was Hillary's emails in this debate. Mm-hmm. It just was something that he kept bringing up because he thought it would rattle him. And I was like, oh my gosh, either kiss or punch each other. Like, what are you doing <laughs> right now? Like, I don't, like, it just seemed to be like so much. Yeah. 
I actually just shared something that says Trump brings up Hunter Biden's cocaine use. Biden looks at the camera and says he's proud of his son who has overcome his drug addictions. So, yeah. So, watching this thing, um, out of the gate, I thought Biden wasn't doing well. Uh, he he was a little bit rattled from the whole uh, like shock sure. and awe, and really that's the one thing from this debate. Knowing who Trump is, that he's going to come out swinging because number one, he's down in almost every poll. Mm-hmm. Um, he's even losing ground in states that he was holding like just a few weeks ago, and it's not that he won't possibly still win those states, but the fact that they are shifting even a little bit has to be worrying some because then you have a campaign that's kind of running out of money and you have to fight for the states you shouldn't have to fight for. But coming out of the gate, I thought he was like, man, oh no, come on, dude, don't, you know, you've been in the game for a long time, you know what to expect. And he seemed to do a little bit better as he went on. However, Trump's... um, Mo was just seem, seemingly catch him and, and rattle him to get him to where he loses his focus, and yeah. it, and it worked a couple different times. But there, there's also there. I also noticed the strategy, um, and uh, it, it, they did it three times, and it was getting Biden to say something that would distance himself from the more progressive side of the Democratic wing, and mm-hmm. that was with healthcare with police and with the environment. Uh, mm-hmm. Notably, I think with, there was a fourth too, Black Lives Matter as well. Uh, po- mm-hmm. Yeah, possibly. I'm, I, with everything in this thing, I'm, yeah. I, I, I caught these. Uh, right, and you could kind of lump that in with the police and everything as well. Sure. Okay, so um, with healthcare, uh, it was like Biden said that you took healthcare away from 10 million Americans. Trump said that you're going to take private insurance away from 180 million and basically, uh, basically attacking Biden kind of like he is like Medicare for all. Biden's like, no, I actually campaigned against Bernie, and not only did I beat him, I fucking annihilated him. Like it, the the voters chose what they want. I had a thing, he had a thing, they chose me. I have this mm-hmm. thing, it's not his thing. And then so Trump's like, so you lost the left, and then it goes to the police. You just lost the left. Uh, you just lost the left. And then he's, um, he he had he had to say that he backed police, mm-hmm. and so he's like, I back the police, and I want to fund them more, just like you. You lost the left, you know. Basically, your plan is the Green New Deal. It's not the Green New Deal. I don't support the Green New Deal. You lost the left. What the strategy was here is that they're trying to cause a rift and divide between the progressive side, or the Bernie Bros, if you want to call them that, and mm-hmm. Joe Biden. There and there was that last time in 2016 between uh, the Bernie supporters and the Hillary supporters. Mm-hmm. Some of the supporters did vote for Clinton. Some of them went to third party. Some of them actually voted for Trump. I was right. going to say some spitefully voted for Trump. And, yeah. And but now, it, it, what happened to Bernie last time didn't happen this time. Mm-hmm. You know, after Super Tuesday, it was all Biden, and he just took it off with the race, and he won handily. You know, it right. got to a point where. Um, Bernie, he pretty much shut down his campaign to go focus on, you know, government stuff with the coronavirus. And rightfully so, because there was no real right path to victory for him, even at that point. So it's like, mm-hmm. why am I wasting money and time and energy on this when I need to be have I have this other thing? It's more important than that right now. And but what they were trying to do is that the number one, Trump's going into this down. He had to come out swinging and he did. Mm-hmm. So he had to come out here to, to and try to do something because this isn't four years ago. The the more progressive side of the left is more than likely 
for the most part, joining with Biden. Why? Is it because they really support him and his ideas? No, it's because they have a common enemy now. There's four years of already existing um, uh, standard for what we could have again. And it's these people, you know, it, it, it's the, it's that side of it that are like, yeah, okay, you know what? We're with you because, uh, because we need to be. What's Trump trying to do is trying to drive a wedge there to get them not excited and to not show up. Because the moment that there is less uh, turnout for, for election day, it's in favor of Trump. Right. And I think we've seen, like, even the people you're trying to, like, drive wedge from, like, AOC with Bernie, mm-hmm. like, they both, like, tweeted out during or right after the debate, like, yeah, we, we're all aware of this. Yeah. Like, it's not, this isn't news to us. Yeah. Like, he's trying to cause drama where already it's already been resolved. Like, it may not be perfect for all of them, but they're like, yeah, we're no. on the same page. We need to fix this before we can get to the next thing. Exactly. So like, yeah. Exactly. Because the thing is, is that, that that's where I was thinking about it, as if, like, they're they're trying this tactic because they need to do something. They had to do something here. And that mm-hmm. and that was one, you know, that and, and bringing up the Hunter Biden thing to try and, like, jab on him. But I don't think it's going to work to the effect that he wants it to work at all. I think it's the same thing with all of the interrupted because they wanted to get video clips of Biden stumbling because they've been saying like, oh, he's uh, low energy. He's not Mm -hmm. mentally fit for the job. But I think get enough videos of him stuttering, which we all know he has a stutter or like losing a train of thought. Then they think that that shows that he is not fit for the job and that they can just ram that home, even though. Trump was arguably doing the same thing half the time with his own train of thought. Yeah. You know, I didn't hear him. I didn't hear Biden stutter nearly as much as I thought I would. The I, only thought, thing, I thought he performed extremely well. Mm-hmm. The only thing I got, he repeated some words a couple of times, but I think that was just trying to make sure he was on the, on that right track of like things that he had said previously. He would like say the same couple words and like, I did this, I did this. And then he would kind of go on to, but yeah, I thought he handled himself well and did seem like a polar opposite. Like he, like the few times like he kind of lit up, like um, the shut up man was that big moment. Like which, like which I was saying half time. I'm like, can you just let them finish talking? Oh. Yeah, Trump definitely came off like a petulant child uh, mm-hmm. leading up to that. Sorry, oh, I had to go away for a second. I realized that about 20 minutes before I came in here to start the podcast, I put a Pepsi in the freezer. So it would be cold. And I oh, was no. like, oh, shit, the clock is ticking, baby. So I got to go stop that from exploding and having a whole drama. What I will say huh? is, that, is that Trump did have a like a good singer, whether or not you agree with it or not. It doesn't matter. It's still like, you know, Biden had a couple. He definitely had mm-hmm. a couple of good singers that he hit him with. Um, but Trump had one as well. And it, and it was one to be expected. Uh, it was the um, he was talking about his medic, like his health care plan and how he's going to lower <laughs> prescription drugs by 90% and make insulin as available as water. <laughs> that, <laughs> That's, but you know, basically, you know, so Biden started kind of like, like what you, you like in four years, you haven't done anything. He goes, I am lowering prescription drugs because I have the guts to tackle big pharma. Unlike you, which you didn't do anything for prescription drugs for 47 years. And, you can't argue that because he didn't do anything with the prescription drugs before he said that that isn't of all the things that were false statements. That was not one of them because technically it's true. And, um, that, that is something that Biden had to expect that he's going to call into question his record for, for all this long time that he's been in Washington. 
right. in uh, even bringing up some of the things that he had said in the past when 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 when, when he was bringing up stuff that that Trump says or backs or whatever. Right. He he folks a lot about that um about the super predator, even though I don't think that was actually a true statement. He did. I think he did. Biden did say something about predators in the past, but I don't think he ever called them super predators. But still, it was like in the was it the eighties, the nineties? I don't remember when that actually was. I think it was like mid nineties or something like that. I yeah. don't remember. And like it's a lot of the stuff. Like he brought up a lot about like in my forty seven months versus your forty seven years. You know, yeah. Trump hasn't been president for forty seven months. And it's really funny the forty seven months, forty seven years thing because I was watching CBSN, I think it was, leading into the debates, and they were talking about how one of the more recent talking points was the 47 months to 47 years thing and be ready to hear it so as soon as i heard it i was like he's just it's just planned he has no real there's really that was his only plan was i don't have any real plan so i'm just gonna sling fucking mud Mm -hmm. and honestly there was a moment where he slung mud in such a manner that he slung it into his own face (laughs) because literally trump is saying he goes like he says this he goes Biden, you would you would have been slow to the draw. You would have waited months to shut down the economy. I shut it down immediately. You would never shut down the economy. This guy right here wants to shut down the economy. Like he just said it like right after. And I was like, this guy is fucking nuts. How do how does nobody else see that? And then I guess here was a really cool thing. A little sidebar that gave me a little bit of hope Uh, reflecting on the debates. And there's obviously still a lot that we have a lot of ground Mm -hmm. we have to cover. But it was just like a, a moment where I felt like a little, little tiny chip of weight had been lifted from this four years we've been under this uh, mm-hmm. regime. One of my friends and somebody that Dick is friends with as well, Jack, uh, Jack Rose, you know him. Uh, he messaged me and this is what he said. He said, dude, after the debate, I'm actually feeling so much better. My grandpa, an absolute unquestioning, faithful follower of Trump, told me he sees Trump totally different now. He was shouting, shut the fuck up and let him speak at the TV. You don't know my grandpa, but trust me, that's fucking huge. He goes on to say, this made me laugh. His girlfriend is an absolutely insane Trump supporter of the worst kind, and she was sobbing and had to shut it off. Uh, that debate. Grandpa's girlfriend. Uh, the grandpa's girlfriend. Okay. The, his girlfriend, like his yeah. grand. Okay. Um, that well. debate is fucking huge dude i work with a ton of trump supporters and they weren't talking about the debate at all today it's crazy (laughs) how bad it was for them (laughs) yeah okay well guess where we work (laughs) because i immediately was stuck in front of two giant trump supporters and to me in my mind like because they started talking about the debate (laughs) immediately and in my mind just listening to what they were talking about what they were saying i can't quote them i don't know what they were saying but they were they were going on about how biden sucked and he was terrible and he he didn't know what he was saying Mm -hmm. and i was like did you guys just like immediately whip out your dicks as soon as the as soon as it started and just start masturbating to trump like differently (gasps) so you just understand what was going on at all because there was no blood to your head not just not to say that they have anything down there that would take that much blood, but yeah. sorry for the graphic. Right. It's, <laughs> it's a little colorful for this show, but I, I get it. No, I think that, um, you know, another thing, there are a couple moments that 
uh, are, are missed opportunities for Biden. He said some things that were off. He had gaffes that happens. Mm-hmm. You know, he was trying to get his words. He fumbled a little bit. But again, like Brando said, once he got locked in like about 35 minutes in, I was like, holy shit, he's on fire. Like this is the Biden of old and he is locked into something else. And he's trying to show the American people resolve and the ability to just like do your absolute best in in this really crazy adverse Mm -hmm. situation. And Chris Wallace did a fantastic job. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just to say it again, he as a moderator did his best yelling at times directly at Trump. And there were times where he was like, you are not debating me, sir. And I was like, holy shit. This you let me ask real. my question before you answer it. I was like, yeah, that's I've never wanted someone to have like shot colors on them and then have the moderator have like a buzzer. I'm just like, can you just stop like a freaking dog? That's just barking out a wall, but like just hit the button to like, all right, calm down. Sir, we just... sir Mr. President, sir. And the fact that like, because isn't it, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't it decorum to refer to a former vice president as Mr. Vice President? Correct. Because Joe Biden always referred to Trump as, referred to Trump, as Trump as uh, Mr. President, and he always called him back Joe. Yeah. And I think that's just the same. I think he just, it's just set him apart. Like, even though he should, the proper term is. But he's never going to call some, give someone that much credit. Or their like, proper title. Oh, you, know, you know, no Trump supporter out there is going to point that out. No, no, no one is going to point that out. I'm, I'm really glad that you brought that up because mm-hmm. it's just that that's just that that just further drives the wedge between those two. Like it couldn't. Right. No respect. I mean, makes, I, I, oh, go ahead, AP. Sorry. Well, yeah, it just, it just makes him seem like he puts him. He makes it feel like he's on a pedestal, and like that. Oh, it's, he's just Joe. Like. Because like when he he realized like when he was running for president in 2016, they just had to, it was everyone was like a senator or a congressman or a secretary, and he was always just Mr. Trump. And I think he likes having that that higher level. Doesn't want to give any sense of authority or power to his opponent. If he goes to prison after all this, uh, do we have to refer to him as former President Trump? Like, does that change the game? How does that work? Doesn't change. I history. don't think so. Because it, because uh, like Blagojevich, for example, is still Governor yep. Blagojevich. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. I don't yeah. think he's going to prison. It's just impeached no. President Donald Trump. Yes, impeached and incarcerated President <laughs> Donald Trump. He, I, I hate to say it, but I think, I think uh, our worst nightmares are probably going to happen. Like our worst nightmares, if he loses, that that mm-hmm. is that. Uh, he still has all that time in between Election Day and Inauguration Day. He can resign. And guess who's in there? Pence. And guess well, what he's going to do? Pardon. Oh, yeah. Pet. That's fully. But he can listen. Here's the funny thing. Pence can pardon him all he wants. For what, though? Because they don't have official charges on him. And he is still sealed, indicted as individual number one. And they have not unsealed that yet. So mm-hmm. all I'm saying is, what are you going to fucking pardon him for? He's still in office. Right. You're, just You're right. Bide right. your fucking time, man. Wait until mm-hmm. the moment is right and RKO out of nowhere. I know Brandon. I would that. I wouldn't mind if they they had the agreement that Pence was going to pardon him and then once Trump resigns, he just like, nah, I'm good. Like like never mind. I I think I'm just gonna let you kind of hang out here. Well, okay, so if Pence see here's the thing. Um if Pence does that, the, that kind of ruins him for any potential future bid at presidency, which I assume he now really wants. 
<clears throat> as much shit as he's put up with for four years, I think that's that's his. I think he's that ticket. His putting up with this shit gives <laughs> us like, <laughs> all right, I've earned I've earned my nickel. Let me let me be the next Republican candidate for president mm. in four years, eight years, whatever it ends up being. <sighs> that's why I really can't wait for it's so next week's debate to me. Like how little a role I've seen Pence play in this presidency. Um, compared to like he, he was a pretty strong governor. Not that I'm mm-hmm. saying he was a good governor, in in, in my opinion. But right. He, he was a strong governor. Like he was, he was definitely out there. And, ah. But uh, as vice president, I haven't seen much of him in, uh, until the coronavirus task force and all right. that. Well, like, and I think the most right. I've seen uh, is the the bad lip reading of, and he just seems like a little henchman, you know. Right. I know he was the uh, early on in the in the he was the tiebreaker on a lot of uh, um whatever the 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 tiebreaking vote on confirming all these uh, cabinet positions and Kavanaugh he was the oh tiebreaker and for yeah and Kavanaugh he was he was just there to smooth things along <clears throat> so but here's the other thing and this is something that we got to talk about if we're bringing pence into this at all and he's got a debate coming up i think like you said AP, the fifth uh, i believe which is something I think like next that. tuesday get a chance um but but my thing is this: Monday. Monday. he is uh complicit in some of the stuff trump did because he was mm-hmm. in the room and he knows and he could have stopped it he could have said national security threat you can't do that but he didn't making him complicit to the crimes, which still means the same thing. Sure, Trump loses in November and kicks and screams until January, and then the military marches in and removes him. The FBI uncovers and unseals all the documents, and we and it, we get to see this craziness unfold. Now, maybe that isn't exactly how it happens. Maybe there's no, I don't some think other... The military, I think it's the Secret Service themselves. You think they would personally march him out? Their job. Uh, oh. <laughs> Especially on Inauguration Day. Like, he's no yeah. longer president, therefore... Well, they do fuck out. Pack your I mean, bags. They do, I mean, they do during that. Well, I've what the little the reading I've done on this is that yeah, during inauguration, while both the incoming and outgoing president are in, at the Capitol, that White House is getting packed and stripped clean. They it's a well orchestrated. I think I like six hours to get every personal item out of the White House and get it cleaned and reset and set up for the next guy. Is Trump even in the White House? <laughs> Has he even been made residence in there at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He lives there. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I didn't. I think he holds up there during some I guess of the there all the time. But right. I remember originally he was like, "I ain't staying there." We'll, well he, had the, he, he had that uh, the Winter White House in his uh, at Margo Lago. So like Margo? When, uh, some of those uh, calls with Bob Woodward um, were from the residential area, and mm-hmm. that and that caused a problem within the uh, within the within the administration because typically all all made, all official phone calls and interviews are are monitored by the aides. Mm-hmm. That way they know what's being said, but, but, but he would call Bob after hours because he's chatty and hopped up on whatever Adderall or whatever. But, uh, well, his wife's gone to bed. He has nothing else to do. Well, she's probably in Trump tower. Let's be honest. With you. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. not like he's doing her now anyways, but, uh, uh, yeah. So, be, so because he would call from the presidential office or area at, off hours, just, just hanging out, watching TV and whatever. The aides don't know what all he said to Bob Woodward. So when that book was coming out, they had no idea what else was going to be said or what other tapes Woodward had. And um, so Bob Woodward was on TV today responding to the debate. 
and he said the words, and this is pretty harsh, even even for Trump. But I mean, here we are. Trump is assassinating the presidency. <laughs> huh. I mean, he's not wrong. I think the precedents that a lot that he's done will forever change the presidency. Like what's been the norm that Trump has shirked off? You can't put that genie back in the bottle. Like the stuff that he's gotten away with, it's like, oh, that's very unpresidential, but like it still flew by the wayside. Any other future president can now just pull from that bag. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and you know, and that was, um, you know, last night, uh, both candidates failed, really failed to to answer key questions thrown at them. You know, mm-hmm. Biden did not want to answer one way or the other whether he was for uh, packing the court after you know the Supreme Court justice nomination, mm-hmm. uh, and and of course, like he'd be he's careful not to say that because he is actually writing support from now anti-Trump Republicans that he's like, look, you know. After I'm elected, we'll decide what we're going to do. But for right now, you know, we're doing, and, and, you know, and, and that's another thing. That whole process about packing the court, they're going to kick and scream if that happens. But mm-hmm. um, this whole thing about they stock, act like, huh? they act like nine is some sacrosanct number. Well, it it's been, nine. it's been adjusted several times. Yes. Been like, it, it, yeah. Was it up to, wasn't it? Up to eleven, and then they brought it back down to nine. At one point, they uh, at one point they did drop it to seven uh, during, the, oh, uh, during seven. President Johnson's uh, mm. administration after Lincoln. But right. um, that's the one thing that I was going to say. You know, is that like a lot of people were, were disappointed that some of the some of these Republicans didn't come out against it. And really, mm. if it, so, this so my answer to this, and it's kind of long winded, so I do apologize. They're not wrong to do so for what their interests are in the future. If they come out in a stance against this, some of these Republicans may want to run for higher office in the near future. And you're not going to get the not like for for example for president 2024 or 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 whatever. Any of these people who want to get the nomination from the party as a whole will not get it if they do that here now. So that's number one. Number two, for what they're doing, unfortunately, there is precedent for that. For them, not not confirming for the for for a president of the opposite uh, party, and confirming with a president of the same party. It is what it is. Unfortunately, that's the catchphrase of of right. this president. But with that precedent, also comes the precedent of increasing the number of judges later on. If they want to play hardball with politics, play hardball with politics. Because all you got, all you have to turn around and say is like, well, you know what? What you guys did that was precedent, but this is also precedent, and we and we're going to add two more judges to help even this out. You know, mm-hmm. like whatever that may or may not happen, we may end up coming into November with a real problem on our hands, and that is that we could be having an election that is going one way, and that is fought for, um, and stopped, or um, ruled in either by the courts if it goes to the house we're boned i just want to say mm-hmm. that right now because they the thing is they've already started talking about that so that's got to be on their table because mm-hmm. how it works in the house i don't know if any of you guys have, have, have looked into this if, if it actually goes to the house where the house has to elect the president and it's not about 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 like who has the majority each state gets one vote mm-hmm. and currently the democrats have like 22 states 
and the Republicans have 26, mm-hmm. they win. That's it. Then this whole democratic process was right for nothing. And then he gets to stay. Mm-hmm. Uh, much to our chagrin. Right. That could be under a different set of circumstances, however, if the House and Senate flip or stay blue, you know, however it goes. Well, because if it's all democratically controlled, it, he's going to be... Still, like, it's still uh, states, though. It, it's all about states. Nate. It, it's no, not no, a, no, no, no. What I'm saying is, I'm saying is, sure, let him be elected. But oh, he's going to be going into a all-blue House and all-blue Senate that will fucking impeach him and remove him. Oh, are you saying, like, just lame duck? So he exactly. can have four years of... Just crying at a wall, like not being able sure, to. Sure, yeah. Like yeah. you're not going to pull any policies. You're not going to get to do shit. You're not going to spend money where we don't want you yeah. to. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and the thing is, is that more than likely that would not. Ex- okay, so if the Democrats are able to flip the, the seats in the Senate, which is looking like they could possibly pick up and make it a tie 50-50, that means Pence is still a tiebreaker technically, so they still have Republicans still have the majority there. Um, right. it, it, they're going to be hard pressed to actually flip that to fifty-one in this in this cycle. If Trump does this whole you know trickery, expect that to change in twenty twenty-two. Like mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot. It's going to be like twenty eighteen all over again, but maybe even bigger. Right. Um, so then after that, it would be like the last two years of the, of the Obama pres- presidency, where he just sat on his knuckles and didn't do much, and what, whatever he did get to do was either by executive order or the occasional working with the Republicans to get something done. But, right. you know, it, 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 uh, Trump is very picky and choosy about when, where, and how he works with the Democrats to get anything done. Mm-hmm. Only when it benefits him will he do it. So, like, he won't concede with that. It's like currently with uh, the White House is actually uh, working with the Democrats to um, get, like the like, the new stimulus package passed because they want that passed. They want that check to go out saying Donald Trump. You know, and, uh, and and the Democrats want that done because their constituents need help. Mm-hmm. They, they definitely do. People all across the country do need help and protection and everything else during this time. You know, we're not better. You know, a a Wall you know, the numbers on Wall Street don't equate to a good economy. You know, unfortunately, that's not always the story. So. Mm-hmm. It, they help each other, but the other Republicans in the House and in the Senate are like, no, we don't. That's that's too much money. We don't want to do that. The White House, previously, has also been been that way, but they're also getting a little bit more desperate as they get closer. They want that last little feather in their cap going into the election. Like, we got this done. Like, they want to show like Donald Trump did this for you at the last minute just to make sure you guys were taken care of going into the fall. And remember and that's why that like, November third. Right. Yeah. If you get, if you're gonna die on the fourth, vote on the third. You know. Like, <laughs> I remember that. Oh my gosh. But one thing, while we were talking about the judge and everything, Trump had that whole thing about how there was like 128 judges Leftovers, open, and one yeah. Supreme Court, and like when you're like, Obama didn't choose to leave those open. Like he was blocked at every turn by, by McConnell and everyone over there because he had no control. They wouldn't confirm any of his. Candidates. McConnell's losing his race, by the way. I just saw that today. Well, I saw him and Graham were both struggling right now. So Good. that's, I mean, <laughs> there could be uh, there I'm could be a lot of change. Looking. Get him out, uh, Kentucky. Yeah. Also, I want to say, like, just quickly in the interim while Brando's looking up this, uh, we're in a situation where we really got to see last night 
what goes on in Trump's brain because they didn't have a filter for him. And even his aides privately are like, that was a disaster. Worst thing that could have happened to us is yeah. that like uh, it, it, it. How do you lose a debate? One oh one. What it, like he is the exact example interrupt you don't let your opponent speak you don't have any thoughtful uh contributions to the conversation you know mm -hmm. you don't bring any points or plans to the game you just deflect and and, and those kind of tactics you know um but yeah this is where we're at man this is exactly where we're at brando what do we got there for that race so in kentucky mcconnell's killing her really yep destroying That's her i yeah, that's I'm not strange. Because I entirely surprised. Mm, okay. She's she's really well funded right now because she's, everyone's yeah. been throwing money at her. But it's a hard fight. Okay, so the most recent poll was added on the D twenty fourth, and they're both B minus pollsters, data for progress, and they both have McConnell up uh, between likely voters uh, by seven points. The the one before that on the twenty second morning consult, which they tend to glean a little bit more Republican anyway, they have them up fifteen, and mm. then uh, Quinnipiac. Uh, I believe that's how you say it, is up 12. That's on the 16th. Uh, and then that's South Carolina. South Carolina has been tightening up. Mm -hmm. um, the last poll out today has them dead even. Um, that on, I did see. On the With 27th, the... they have Harrison up two among likely voters, uh, among one pollster, and another one has Graham up one, up one, even, as we go back through. Um, so yeah, no, that race is tightening up. It, it would not surprise me at all to see Graham barely hold on to that. Um, simply because, I mean, he is the incumbent there and while Harrison is doing a damn good job, it could end up being a very similar, um, to like Ted Cruz and Beto O'Rourke where that's what I was just it's pretty mentioning. tight, but in the end of the day, it, it's going to be the guy who's like kind of the hometown favorite. who's always kind of been there. Right. But no, between those two, um, uh, South Carolina is moving into that. Hey, you know this could be a surprise flip. Uh, mm -hmm. McConnell's not going anywhere. He's not. He is not losing that state. Not unless something very drastic happens in the very last seconds. Here, he has been leading there since the beginning. Even though, as as, as you said, AP, she's she's out performing him in funding. It's at the end of the day, he's just too ingrained. Right. You can't buy votes. No. In that area. I hope he has a stroke. Uh, or falls again because he fell and broke his shoulder. I, right? I watched him fall like going up to a stage or whatever. He falls awfully. Like, yeah. He falls like that. Didn't he like fall forward? Yes. He's a turtle. Oh my gosh. He's a turtle. But, yeah, I well yeah, speaking speaking of voting, are you guys are you guys all voting in person or are you guys voting doing the mail in or any of that? In person. Mail. Yeah. You're doing the mail? Are you putting it in the mail or are you dropping it off at the Dro I'll plate? drop it off at official polling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm planning to vote in person, but I always vote pretty early, so I usually don't have to deal with anyone. Hey, we are going to, one of us is going to go early, and the other one's going to go probably day of, just so that way we don't have to swap out and sit in the car with the kids. Um, ah, good call. But our but our polling area is literally right here in town. It, it's, mm -hmm. a, it's not that, it's, it's typically not that busy. So Right, like mine's my local library that's literally, I could probably walk there in about a half hour. Mm -hmm. So it's it's pretty close. I went to, so we this, there's a little town like right beside Subaru. Um, it, it's called Dayton. And I, I just went there and that, for primary, um, that was my first time voting ever. So, mm -hmm. but it was empty. And I ran into John Tyler Christopher as I was walking out. Nice. <laughs> I was like, Hey, and I recognized, well, I recognized him through the mask and all that. 
I know there's a lot more people that are voting this year that haven't voted previously. People that are our age older are like, now is like, I, I feel like I need to have a say in this. Like, I'm not just going to, because most people, like, especially like in Illinois, we always, we always go democratic. Like that's when it comes to president, half the, right. And half the time people, when they're, when it's a president last year, they vote, they'll president, leave everything else blank, turn the ballot in and walk out. Like they could care less about the downstate stuff. So like, there's not even enough data for polls in Illinois. <laughs> there's only one poll, and it was done on uh, on the 28th, and Biden's up 13. Oh yeah, like I'm. It's it's not going to be a question, especially Indiana. Uh, that's even funnier. Trump is up 14.2. Fucking Indiana. Which, which, way to way to go, Nate. Which yeah yeah Nate. <laughs> <laughs> with the points thanks it's my fault um, but all nate's votes in texas trump is up 1.1 1. 1 or 1. 1.9 that's crazy in where texas, crazy. Te- texas. the way texas has been moving has really surprised me well, hey texas California. is becoming a very progressive state uh mm-hmm. that's a lot of the reason why joe rogan is moving out of california to texas because I mean, of exactly that reason texas. Austin, also texas. the cost of living is a little bit cheaper yeah. But I don't think that's really. I don't think he cares about that at this point. He's he's no, doing pretty well for himself. It was a, it was business. Oh yeah, because he got that big deal with Spotify, and they have a lot more lenient tax laws in mm. Texas. So he's going to be keeping more of that money, saving more. But he's more thinking about building an actual like stu- like a um um a comedy like a venue, a comedy. Doesn't venue. he doesn't he record in a studio now, or is he recording out of his home? He's recording in a studio. Oh, okay. He has private studios built everywhere he goes, essentially. So, do you think Rogan would have done any better at this? Because I think it would have been a... a he would have fucking started laughing. He would have been <laughs> high as fuck just laughing. And going, well, Chris <laughs> Wallace started laughing. because like, I don't even know what we're talking about now either. Like, what question did you ask? He's like, I I, I couldn't even tell you. It was <laughs> ridiculous. It, it, it certainly was. And I do feel for him so mm-hmm. bad. Um, and, of course, then, what, today... Uh, like Trump is like basically saying he had to battle two people in a, in a, like in a debate. Like, a lot of really big conservatives were saying like shame on uh, Chris Wallace for like disrespecting the president. Like when he stood up to him and everything. Like he, it's he's the moderate. He ha- he's to be an impartial third person. He has to make sure they follow the rules. Which both candidates kind of well, one was egged on by the other to yeah. like failing basic high school debate rules. Like yeah yeah. Um, what I will say is, is um, you know, I have mad props and respect for Chris Wallace. Um, mm-hmm. You know, me and him may not actually uh, like agree on the personal politics, but there, if there's one thing I, I can say about him, he's fair. Right. He is fair, and he was fair during that debate. He gave. It bo- was. He gave. I'm sorry, Nate, but he gave Go both ahead. guys very hard questions to answer and put them in mm-hmm. situations that if they answered that, either way, is a tough answer. And it's like your only your only option was to ignore it and deflect uh, for both of them. Right. No, like, I, I, oh, go ahead, Nate. You know, I was just going to say with the Chris Wallace thing, you know, um, he he's typically done a good job with Trump of just like calling it like he sees it, which is, is nice being from Fox News guy. You know, however, if you've noticed, he really has a hard time confronting like the reality of what's happening with the Black Lives Matter movement and all these protests mm-hmm. and stuff. And I actually thought last night he did a great job of addressing those questions in a tactful manner and making um, the racial disparities that are happening in our country an actual topic of conversation as opposed to deflecting like it doesn't exist, which was a nice differential to see for sure. 
one thing I not really pivoting, but staying with the whole police and the the move and everything is that Trump got stuck on this thing in his head about how Biden can't even say law and order when Biden had been saying law and order quite a few times before he even posed that thing. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> well, that was so he could throw in that you lost the left. Yeah, it was it was another one of those things. It's just I I don't know. And the point is like in 2016. Trump got to campaign on like being different. Now we have years of how Trump has handled these things. Like I loved like when he was campaigning about like this is what America looked like under Biden. I was like, that's what it looks like under you right now. What are you? You're what are you doing about it now, bro? Let's talk about <laughs> the COVID deaths. Like yeah, that right. number is not going to get like smaller, and it's not going to slow down. And I right. when all this started, my first thing was like, what does history tell us? I looked at the Spanish flu numbers. You look at those charts. Mm-hmm. We are charting identical to the spanish flu it is fucking scary mini first peak bigger second peak massive third peak that kills millions of people really fastly Mm -hmm. and if we don't do something about it that's what that's where we're headed and i thought biden did a great job of saying no man like two hundred thousand people have died on your watch right now right like that's not a made-up number. It's not something you can, def- you know, lie or deny. He can't. He can't escape that. That's where I, it was. Swine flu. He goes fourteen thousand. You're on two hundred. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Like. Like. And and Obama not just did everything deaths, but could it was to, just yeah. And Obama did everything he could to not have to take drastic measures to mm-hmm. just shut down the economy and do all the stuff that obviously has to be done with how fast this is moving. But also, had we taken it seriously back in fucking March, we could be in a position now where it wasn't even an issue and we lived our lives normally for the majority of 2020. Back in February. <clears throat> well, February, March, same difference at this thing, potato, well, potato. And half the time, people like now are just the point like, no, this is how it is. I'm just going to pretend it's not happening and just mm-hmm. go about my business. It's just like I've done really good for six months. I'm kind of I'm done now. I'm just going to relax. What I will say, Nate, is that uh, thankfully we should not hit those bad of numbers because technology is on our side and right. that is sh- true. We should have a viable vaccine within the sometime within the next year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to be by election day. It's not going to be ready guys. Sorry. No, you know, it, it, it may not even be ready until like the middle of next year fully to get out to people, right. you know, but you know, once we start getting that out there and getting that people inoculated and getting mm-hmm. antibodies that will stay in the body instead of disappearing after a couple months, and then you can get it all over again. Like you never had it before. That's when you know we can look at this as like okay, it was bad, but it, it's not Spanish flu bad. So thankfully right. not. Really quickly, yeah. did you guys hear the the big uh, um, conspiracy theory about him wearing a wire, him being Biden? About Biden wearing I saw, a wire? I saw some videos. Yes, yes. I, I did not. All I, over Twitter first thing this morning, and James Woods, he's like, of course, there it is. You know, big old Trumper himself. But, well, I saw something about Trump having like this thing, like a patch, like under his hair yep. that had like a little, like it was like a um, one of those. It's not an earpiece, but it's, it's still transmitting sound. It's yep. the one that like vibrates on your, yeah. So, yeah, I saw pictures of that. So there was something shot color, shot color, call it a day. Yeah, right. But there was something Biden. Uh, they zoomed in on Biden. He was like doing this, and then it, there was like a like like a little black, you know, kind of like this, like like a little headphone wire and um i don't think it was anything well from his ear okay no there was nothing in his ears but they were all over on twitter and then of course uh twitter does what it does 
and then other people started doing it to using that hashtag to troll. So you know, well, well could it have been a necklace? Well, actually, I I I looked it up because I wanted to see if anything had been said about it before I brought it up. And actually, the Associated Press does confirm he did not wear a wire. Several social media posts claim that the images showed Biden wearing a wire on his chest, when in fact, it was a crease in his shirt, PolitiFact confirms. Other Uh. posts claim that Biden was wearing a wire in his sleeve, when in fact, he wore a rosary for his dead son. Mm. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so no, no wire there. There, uh, I heard people at work talking about it. Right there, look at it right there. He goes, well, that sounds about right. You know? Yeah. Speaking of the rosary the thing, gullible right. Right. Speaking of the rosary, I want to touch on Dude, this. They're so bad. They're so bad. What? We're, the gullible right is so bad. Oh, gotcha. you know, where we work, there's a lot of them because I mean we're right in the dead heat of the blue collar Indiana guys. And, right. Uh, should, should we call it uh, call it red collar? <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. It will, and it, it's bad. Let me just say that because mm-hmm. see, here's the thing. And I, I tried to here's stay true deal. to this. To, here's I, the deal. Here's the deal. Now, I try to stay stay true to this. I try to be open-minded when I'm talking to people to see what their view is, you know, and, and, and give them mine. And, and I'm not, I'm not going to change their mind, and they're not going to change mine. That's the end of it. Yeah. it. What's funny is that when I start talking to some people, and I've noticed this, including one of the same people that Blaine was talking about, they don't say anything. They stop. I don't know if they don't know what to say. I don't know if they're just less educated, if Fox News hasn't told them this part yet, or anything <laughs> like that. But I'm just saying, it is exhausting. But I do listen, and, and I hear what people say. And uh, there was actually one conversation I heard that kind of surprised me, where one person said, Biden did pretty good because he just because he showed up. And that he didn't mess up like they thought they were going to, in fact, if Trump would have stopped talking over him so much, maybe it would have given him a chance to mess up a little bit and he would have come out a little worse for it. I could see that because Trump was trying to not – he's trying to belittle his Biden's performance going into this debate, saying, like, he's not mentally fit. He should be tested for, like, enhanced – like, mind-enhancing drugs and checking for – like – On Alpha brand. Yeah. <laughs> he's been taking – He's been taking Lion's Mane. Yeah. <laughs> All natural shit. He's been taking Sex Panther, you know. Whatever. <laughs> like, I'm ready for that. Um, but no, like, in, I, I love the trolling that happened, like, in, like, the day leading up to the debate with, like, the urine test is, like, well, I can't remember the exact quote. I'd have to look it up. Um, but it was, it was something along the lines of, like, I'll be using words. If you want to use urine, that's kind of on you. Like, I got it. I I shared that just the other day. I'll yeah. bring it up to you. So, up among a thousand things that I post about this. So, did you see that the Trump campaign said that that was the best presidential or best debate performance in president history in presidential debate? Of course history? they did. They Ooh. sucked that. No. Okay, yeah. so I found it. Okay. Soon after the Biden campaign issued a statement that read, Vice President Biden intends to deliver his debate answer in words. If the president thinks his best case is made in urine, he can have at it. We'd expect nothing less from Donald Trump, who pissed away the chance to protect the lives of 200,000 Americans when he didn't make a plan to stop COVID. Burn! Yeah. 
I, I like that. Even today, I have never oh, so much profanity used in a in a presidential campaign. Like, right, that's I thought it was like I'm. Like, I thought it was fake. So I was many, like, <laughs> never seen so many president potential presidents cuss publicly no. like this. Yeah, I just love like he's like, oh, I got my, I got, I got my wire, and I got my uh, my performance enhancing drugs. And it was just his headphones and some ice, ice cream. I was yeah. like, all right, let's. Which sparked a whole conversation about ice cream. Oh yeah, that was the conversation we had the other day. I was just like, what is this? Like a special East Coast ice cream? Like, no, it's just here. Like, okay, cool. But yeah, I that <laughs> debate. I still we haven't can't. even got into the fact. I mean, like. We're talking about the debate. That's the big focus because of the episode. Right. We got a whole fucking dissertation on Trump's taxes that I think is game changing. Mm-hmm. I think that it calls into question a lot of, um, you know, Michael Cohen said this is the beginning of the end for President Trump. And, and it really is because he has now been caught in both of his lies, which are my businesses are doing great to, you know, tell people that they're doing great but also in my taxes my businesses are doing terrible and lying in both things you're right. now caught in a double lie and guess what those there, there are laws for businesses legally that put you in binding situations right. so you just we're, left well i guess i must have lost the left yeah well, brain of he, our existence lost the left right because he, he was inflating his stuff to get more money and then saying he had no money to get the tax break so it was like you can't because this is like he has like four hundred million dollars like due in the next four years. Four hundred twenty-one million, yes. Plus what he owes to other countries, like like he owed seven fifty in taxes to the U.S., but like thousands and thousands of dollars to other countries, like it's like Panama and oh he had a bunch of I don't have the full list here. Basically, that whole debate basically wiped the whole tax thing from my memory for some reason. It's just like someone like, screamed you, at me for an hour and a half. Like, <laughs> why would you give someone security clearance that owes money to other countries? That that nope. does, it does really, yeah. That just like it puts them beholden to other people. Like, who's yeah, ever gonna like, bail him out? Uh, like, <laughs> Russia. Mm-hmm. I think this was the best uh, summary of the New York Times story. It says Trump got a bunch of money from his daddy. He lost it all, but then he got paid hundreds of millions of dollars to play a billionaire on TV. He tried to use that money to become a real billionaire, but he lost it all again. Now he's starting over, but we're his daddy. Yeah. Well, I remember someone was talking about this, that Trump never intended to win. He did all of this to revitalize his brand to get more money or another shot or start the next thing to like revitalize himself to make him more money. Like he never wanted to win him to win either. Yeah. You mean, you, you mean Trump media? Yes. His, uh, his news network. Yes. And do you know who he was going to start that with? Alex Jones. I mean, he'd probably have his, (laughs) I mean, let's be honest. Him and Hannity would be like primetime television over there. Um, no, so the guy that brought him in for The Apprentice, I cannot remember his name right now. I'm, I do apologize. He was the head of the NBC, of the NBC network. Mm. Well, he is now the head of CNN. And during the 2016 election, um, he had spoken to Michael Cohen about helping Trump win the CNN-based debate and about what they would do after the election, about his brand and going forward potentially. This is, this is all what I've heard. So I yep. know. And, well, 
Well, now they don't really see eye to eye because he doesn't. The dude doesn't control everything the CNN guys say, and they're not groveling to Trump. So it's a little bit different. But mm-hmm. that was literally the plan to not win, have a grievance, and have a viable, different launch a media empire. That 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 was going to create his new money source. Because and what's awesome is that just just uh, yesterday, which is now going to be forgotten, shoveled under uh, yesterday as we record this, the day mm-hmm. of the debate. The Atlantic magazine posted a, a new article saying that he was disparaging people of Christian faith, just like he did with the soldiers. But one mm-hmm. of the things he was enamored by was Joel Osteen's media empire and how these guys have makes all this money and it's all tax free. And it, it, like they're shysters, they're like swindlers. And it's what he's like. It's, he, he thought it was great. And so that added into the what I already knew before, even you know during the last election, that he was just doing it to up his brand. Because he was literally broke when he got hired for the apprentice, he was he was on he was on the ropes again, and right. that helped revitalize him. He's never been a successful businessman, but he has played one on TV, and that's his <laughs> that that that's his mo. That is his wrestling gimmick right there. He is the he is the benefactor of evil architect Bill Ding. <laughs> yes. The return of building, goddammit. I want to quickly throw this to APN, you guys, because I do have the numbers. Uh, in 2017, Trump paid $750 in federal taxes in America. However, he paid Panama $15,598, India $145,400, and $156,824 to the Philippines. Mm-hmm. So much for America first. Well, I know Panama is a big tax shelter for wealthy people, but I'm assuming India... Uh, what was the other one? India and Philippines. The Philippines were probably related to developments. Not or people sure. ever in charge were giving him money. I don't know. <sighs> well, and the fact that like the consulting fees for his children were pretty crazy. Like Ivanka's like, going to prison over that shit too. Let me tell you what. Her and him both, they're gonna both share a nice like it, he has Fucking nice conjugal cell. Yeah, I was just god damn it, you beat me to it. A conjugal uh, cell, yes, because you know how much he loves Ivanka, and you know he uh, it's time for some daughter daddy time. Uh, We're alone in this cell. We're in this uh, give me a lap dance like you're 13. Oh gross. <laughs> That's what he fucking did though. You've seen the pictures. Come on, man. Well, do um the other thing that kind of like happened and then it wasn't really talked about, uh Pascal, his uh, his former campaign manager. Yeah, who, like, tried to kill himself. Kill himself. Was he also like abusing his wife too, or threatened his wife or something? He, he beat the shit out of her. She had tons of bruises and cuts and broken nose and shit. And you know, told the cops he hit her. Uh, he had a loaded gun and was threatening to kill himself. He showed the loaded gun to her in a fight. Uh, mm-hmm. She ran out of the house in panic, called the cops. Who, when they got there and he got outside, they fucking nfl tackled the fuck out of him it was amazing to see but my first thought former campaign manager trump trying to kill himself well i wonder what he's covering up right you know or i wonder what he doesn't want to you know uh answer for Mm -hmm. because that's it's exactly uh, you know i don't know yeah it was a weird news week and also didn't eric trump say he was a part of the lgbt community yeah on like monday did you did you hear that? Yes, he, he supposedly. I guess no. That's- I, he uh, I don't think he actually meant it that way, but it, he definitely said like, like the LGBT community, like which I am like a part of. We're all really happy. I'm like, I think he didn't mean to say that, and 
lot of the yeah. people at LGBT are like, we don't want him. Like, <laughs> no, just <laughs> no. You're, I listen uh, to it. And with the secret, the secret yeah. uh, Democrat. Yeah, the secret, uh, the secret voters or whatever. Yeah, that Democrat lesbian in Manhattan was worried about gas prices. Let's let's listen to that right now. Someone in Manhattan, someone okay. who doesn't drive a lot because it's Manhattan, <laughs> does not have a car. Worried about gas prices going back up. <laughs> okay. Okay. So yeah, I I wasn't sure how to take that. The whole Eric Trump. <laughs> saying he's part of the mm-hmm. LGBTQ community. And um, so my sense of humor, they were like sitting at a table like, thought, right. All right, look, we really <laughs> need, we need to broaden our appeal. Okay. We have to broaden our appeal. And Eric, you have to take one for the team. You're getting the gays. Okay. <laughs> you're bringing them in. You're one of them now. We know you're not, but they won't know you're not. Okay. You got to find out the gay agenda. You know, go in there, bring him in. They'll vote for us. It'd be great. No, like I, I heard that and I was like, he must have misspoke. It was definitely a gap. I think he thought he was like, I yeah. think he was, it was like quoting someone else, but just the way it, it didn't fall in the mm-hmm. his wording right. I have like, the whole thing because this is the first time hearing about it. So I had to go educate myself live on the podcast. That's what you got to uh, do. Trump Eric Trump came out to clarify his remarks, by the way, saying he is not a part of the LGBT <laughs> community uh, after coming out in a, in a televised interview Tuesday. A friend of the Trump okay. family told the Post that he misspoke. Um, and this is the quote. He said, I'm telling you, I see it every day. The LGBT community, they are incredible. And you should see how they've come out in full force for my father every single day. I'm part of that community and we love the man and thank you for protecting our neighborhoods and thank you for protecting our cities. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? Oh, I just found uh, something, Nate, that you are going to love. All right. Sorry, that, hold on. Before you jump in, that just reminds me of uh, Wallace having to be like, oh, you're going to like this question. Like, I know you're going to like this one. Just, yeah, just about wait. Law and order. Yeah. yeah. It's about law and order, so I know you're going to like this one. Okay, so there's a meme. You're gonna dun 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 dun. Um, it's like he says, I won't say it. SVU is one of my favorite shows. <laughs> I wish he would have. I, I know he was trying to be like the 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 professional, not crack jokes. But literally, I I think that would have won some won won some votes. Oh yeah. But I would no. love to. I would love to be in the room for like both of their post debate debriefs about like what they what their team said they did well and what they didn't do well. But like, just love to be a fly on that wall. All right, sorry. Go ahead, Brandon. All right, so good. So there's a meme uh, that was made. It's about the debate. Nate, do you know who Jeremy Slater is? I don't think so. He says that's the worst thing I've ever seen, and and I wrote Fantastic Four. Oh, Oh. Mark, Mark Hamill said. Well, Mark, yeah, he's like I was a part of the Star Wars holiday special. That was the worst. That debate was the worst thing I've ever seen, and I was in the Star Wars holiday special. Oh my lord! I shared one. It was a picture of a TV, and it says, "Topic: What is your one rep ben- match max bench?" Uh, I think guy. last night was officially a, a new breaking point for me. By the way, and if anybody follows me on Facebook, I'm sure you saw some of the shit that spilled out because I, uh, without question, the line in the sand, the Proud Boys moment, stand down and stand by. Mm-hmm. Um, 
lit an angry fire under my ass on a level that I can't express because racism is like just offensive mm-hmm. to me on a level that mm-hmm. like, why are you fucking like that? Be better. Just, it's not that hard to be better and not be an yeah. asshole to other people because their skin color, like grow the fuck up. Right. But I um, made it very clear last night that if you're in my family or not, I don't give a fuck if I know you by association or not. If you are a Trump supporter at this moment, starting mm-hmm. Last night at the debate when he did not denounce racism, when he had opportunity to like, literally they softball up to him. All you have to do is take the T-ball man and hit it and you yeah. make some people happy. He's not into hey, fucking racism. You know, do you, uh, honest question. And I, and I think I know this answer. Do you think it was a gaffe or do you think it was intentional? It was intentional. He is giving orders. Come on. He's sly. He knows what he's doing. Stand down and stand by. We'll that see. sounds to me like I'm not happy. I mean, they... Come on, they've already made it a fucking shirt. The now, Proud Boys already have a fucking shirt that says "Stand down, stand by." So, like, yeah. So now he's trying to say that he didn't hear the question, even though he clarified what was like what the question was. And he what, set the parameters. What do you want me to say? What who, do you want me who, to say? Pick, say the name. Pick the who? Who are you calling him? What do you call? Like, I remember that whole thing. The I look think, on yeah. his face Her. when he was asked that—he didn't know what to say or do for a second. He—it's he, almost like, dude. It's just almost lock. like uh, he had to hit control alt delete, and yeah. like his RAM was all the way up. Is like, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I almost wish he wouldn't have heard. He wouldn't have picked Proud Boys. I wish like the thing he would have heard was like white supremacists or something else, because then it would have been broad, but but more broad. But yeah. still, he is a personal friend with the Proud Boys, and they they have ties. I think that's Chris Wallace being very smart and intentional with how he chose to do that. Mm-hmm. This is a softball opportunity for Trump where he clearly missed you know right. and um because then I mean, biden could have been now you lost the right <laughs> but here's what we learned biden might not need the far left to beat trump but you- trump desperately needs white supremacists to have any chance because that's all he has left well he never typically during a re-election the person always takes a more moderate route to appeal to the more concert, well, the more liberal concern of the opposite party, the one that more centrist. closely aligns with People you, who the are centrist, centrist. Yes. Yep. And he chose just to entrench himself into the far of his party. And like, I, I've said it before, I have no issues with being a Republican. I just have issues with being a Trump supporter right now. Like, that's a hard thing. Like, if you have conservative views, so be it. But being that entrenched is just a hard thing to get behind. I just think, like I said about, like, you're dead to me if, if you're still a Trump supporter. I mean that because right. at this point, what I, I, I equated it to, there are three levels here. You have the members of the Westboro Baptist Church, members of Scientology, and now Trump supporters. And they all have mm-hmm. one thing in common. They're in a fucking cult, and they cannot see out of it. And they, they have literally no hope. And mm-hmm. the only way to get out of that darkness is to see everybody that you love and trust fall away from you because you're fucking crazy. So I have to remove myself from those equations. And, you know, I had some people that like took pot shots. Oh, you think this this person's on your life because of a different political view? And I'm like, no, it's not about a different political view. You can vote for him because you have a political view. But when you let him say racist shit and not denounce racism, that's you being culpable to racism. And it makes you yourself by accident, even if you don't mean it to be, you're a racist, too, because you're allowing that behavior to stand. Yeah, like. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with you there. Like, if it was a different year and it was like, oh, it's like, if it was McCain-Obama, like, and you support McCain, like, 
he's at least a person with like upstanding values. Might not agree with him politically, but that's a whole. This is not the race we're in right now. Well, and let's and let's back up to McCain and Obama. McCain was speaking at an event when they were going against each other, and some ladies talked about how Obama was a terrible man and a horrible person. And McCain stopped the fucking event to like correct her and go, "No, he's a great man. He's an awesome person." Has nothing to do with that. Just we have different political views and values. Right. And just, that is what we need again, civility. Mm-hmm. And it's yep. just we're, we're at the point right now where it's off the rails because Trump has enabled mm-hmm. radicalism right. because he is a radicalist himself. Mm-hmm. And he, can, he, he lives off division because it's easier to conquer a divided nation than a united one. Correct. And there's always a tweet, by the way. Mm-hmm. I love and that. I, I love that there's always any time he does something stupid, there's a tweet of him. Talking shit on Obama doing something that he does ten times fucking worse on a right. more extreme level. What was like the one that Obama only paid like this much in taxes and like twenty percent or something? Yeah. which was a hundred and thirty some odd million dollars if you look right. at the numbers. Mm-hmm. Well, then people are like complaining about how uh, how much Biden uh, paid in taxes, and I was like, yeah, because that was the that was after he lo- was done being vice president went on a book tour where he made millions and millions of dollars. Like that's yeah. what happens. Like you do speaking engagements for a ton of money when you're a former politician. Yeah. Cause you can just say, Hey, former vice president, you want to book me? Yeah. We'll throw money at you. Sure. I mean, that's how, I mean, Hillary Clinton was doing that after she was speaking at like banks and at uh, like corporations doing these big talks and was making tons of money off doing that. I wonder how much Jimmy Carter's made. He's written how many books? Lot. Well, he's still he's still kicking. I hope he yeah. lives long enough to see another president. Yeah, because he's Same. he's like the one president that's always like you know talking shit. Right. He's like, I got rid of my peanut farm. Like, come on, like you can't divest. Like Jimmy Carter. Mo- oh my <laughs> he's like the one guy to always comment on the president, and it's, it's like, like I still build houses in my nineties. Like, what do you want? Like. Uh, I still really wanted that photo of uh, they've done it like every year until Trump went into office of like all the living former presidents and the current president, like a room together in the Oval Office. Yeah. And that didn't happen while both like while Bush senior and uh, W. Yeah. And all them were out there, but I don't Uh, think he ever wants to, he doesn't, wasn't going to share the spotlight with anyone else, especially with them with the same title as him now. Correct. Absolutely. Um, Man, I had a point, and I keep like kind of losing it for some reason. We were talking about Carter and 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 everything going on. Um, I don't know. Do you want to I talk about the thought. notorious ACB? Oh, I remember. No, no, hold on. I remember the fucking thing. Obviously, obviously. Did we bring up at all the smart comment that happened last <laughs> night? The oh, volleying of "Don't use the word smart with me." Like, yeah, that oh, is yeah. clearly a trigger that. word. It is oh, a yeah. trigger word for Trump. And if I am Biden's team, oh, Makes... you smart every fucking chance you get the next debate. And that really seemed up. to bristle him. Because he couldn't he... remember what college you went to. You were last in your class. Don't talk about smart. <laughs> like, and that none of that is true, by the way. That's all just rhetoric bullshit that the, that the right is spreading. By, I, I don't know how many times. So the, there's the, all the drinking game memes out there. And uh-huh. one of the things is like, here's the deal. So I heard Biden say two things last night, the most. Here's the deal, and that's not true. <laughs> that's not true. Well, I feel like every time 
he would say that like while he's gonna answer a question, he's like in the middle of a thought, like that's not true, and trying to keep continuing on what he was saying. Yeah. And it's like Trump, shut the fuck up. All I know is like every time he said Scranton, I kept thinking of the office. I'm like, God damn it, why'd you have to be from Scranton? Like Or the whole thing of like you wouldn't know suburbs unless you made a wrong turn. That was amazing. Yeah, that was good. That was a great burn. I was like, damn, Joe, you got him. So would you like to go through and um, – because we talked about some of the polls. Bef- mm-hmm. uh, before we wrap up, like, talking of, like, like final thoughts of the debate, do you want to go through some of these swing states and figure out where we're at? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so Michigan, uh, as of today, Biden is up seven points, 50% to 43.1. Good. Okay. Good. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll go to um, Wisconsin. Do you, do you have Wisconsin? Okay, I was about to ask if you had Wisconsin on there. Wisconsin, he is 6.9 Biden up. Really? Yes. All right. Um, Pennsylvania. That, 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 like, like, that'll be a big one. He's up 5.6. Well, do you wanna, didn't Trump went, did said something about Philly? That, I think Philadelphia last night, yeah. Yeah. Um, but these, were, uh, these polls were added uh, yesterday. Okay. From uh, ABC News, Washington Post, Biden up ten, Biden up nine among likely voters, mm-hmm. and and uh, and register actually up ten of uh, on, on on registered voters, which that kind of uh, Biden was falling. He was into the fours, four and a half. So now he's back up to five point six. In what state? Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, we'll move on to Ohio because that's now <laughs> a battleground, mm-hmm. uh, and it just really be like it, like it's been tight there. And uh, Biden is up 1.2 there now. That that uh, there's something about Ohio where it's like it seemingly always votes along with the winner of the presidency, and um, that may not be the case this time because I mean that that is still tight. Uh, Trump could actually overperform there. Um, Georgia, there, there was a thing about them being pretty dead even today, and that is pretty accurate. Uh, Trump is ahead. 0.1 Oof. in Georgia. Red-ass Georgia. That is um, south. Florida. That will be a big one. Big mm-hmm. one right there. Uh, Biden's up two. Um, back in July, he was up seven. Wow. Um, a lot of that has to do with the Cuban community deciding to go with Trump, I've read and, and studied. Um, you know, Florida has a heavy Cuban community, and for some reason, the rich Cubans back Trump. Well, I know oh. why. Because uh, because the Republicans have been branding Joe Biden as a socialist. And it reminds them of Cuba. And, yeah. yeah. So, Got it. Um, yeah. Florida's going to be interesting to watch. Um, mm-hmm. We said Texas earlier. That's even though that's, that's crazy how that's kind of almost considered a swing state. I think I think uh, Trump will keep it though. Um, where else? Uh, Iowa. That one kind of turned into like a little bit of a battleground here lately. Uh, Biden's up zero point four as of today. Uh, that that one, falls within the margin of error though. So no, you mm-hmm. can like you know yeah definitely like that. Arizona has been really interesting to watch uh, because Biden has been consistently leading there since, uh, like, March. Mm-hmm. And this is Arizona. Red-ass Arizona. Red-ass Arizona. But see, the thing is is that the demographics there are actually kind of changing. And one mm-hmm. thing that could help Biden there is um, 
a really strong performance from uh, in the Senate race because um, and I, I'm having trouble with names right now, but uh, I think his last name's Kelly. Is he the husband of, of Gabby Giffords? I believe. Oh, Mark right. Kelly, Mark the Kelly. astronaut. Mark Kelly's the astronaut. running there, and then uh, the gal that's senator there, she replaced John McCain. Well, right. she's the one who lost in 2018, right? Uh, or 20, yeah, 2018. She lost the other Senate race there, and then after John McCain died, they put her in that position. So right. she, they already said no once, and they're ready to say no again. Uh, so that could actually help Biden out a lot. Um, mm-hmm. On uh, like you know, current polls, Biden up one, Trump up one. There was one poll that said uh, Biden up eleven, but there's a lot of Bidens there and and, and lesser Trumps. Is there a is there where Trump is up a lot? Besides, uh, I mean, like uh, like in a swing state or just like in a normal in a, in a swing state. Not in a swing state. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, Trump is underperforming in every single uh, swing state. I know, especially the one. A lot of the ones he won in sixteen. Yes. and a be... lot of the ones he won in sixteen flipped from Obama states. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, especially your Wisconsin's and your Michigan's. Yeah. Right. Okay. So Wisconsin, wins again. Uh, really, wins again. Michigan made me wins again. <laughs> But uh, no, uh, yeah, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania all flipped in the Rust Belt. The only one that didn't, Minnesota. In Minnesota, uh, Trump was hopeful because he actually closed the gap there a little bit, but but, but still lost. Isn't he there now, or was there earlier he today? Was there? Biden's leading by nine in Minnesota. That's probably why he went back to Minnesota. Wow, that's um, surprising. Actually, mm-hmm. um, he's been ahead almost. Uh, it actually tightened up a little bit in September, where he was only up five. Now he's up nine. Uh, Nevada is one thing that the, that the Republicans have been trying to win, and Biden's up six point six. Um, now, granted, a lot of these polls don't really factor in the first debate. We're uh, we're, we're looking at right. stuff. We'll that see released. that on the other side of next week, probably. Probably, right. yeah. In the next couple of days, more polls will come out. And have you guys seen um, who the moderators are for the next two debates? No, I looked at the names and they don't stand out to me. I don't know what to expect like I, let me i had it up earlier let me pull, see if i can pull it back up really quick probably not going to handle it nearly as well as chris wallace well and i saw that they were the the committee the for the committee yeah. for the uh presidential debates is tightening the rules and they're also going to enforce mic cutting and they might mm-hmm. also i don't know what they're going to listen the hardest part about the cutting of the mics is sure that helps the audience listening but if you're on that stage you're still going to hear fucking trump yeah right. so uh, there's got to be another solution. What's up? So I have them here. Um, oh, good. The next debate is on October 7th. That is the vice presidential debate. Right. And that's going to be hosted by uh, USA Today's Washington's uh, bureau chief, Susan Page. Mm-hmm. On October 15th, the second presidential debate, um, I believe, is, is that usually the, usually the town hall? Yeah, it's yes. this town meeting on the one I'm looking at. Okay, that's going to be Steve Scully, who is the political editor at, at C-SPAN. And um, then the third one is on October 22nd. And it is moderated by Kristen Welker, NBC News White House correspondent and co-anchor of Weekend Today. She's the only she's only the second black woman to serve as sole moderator of a presidential debate. So That's 
That's on. Yeah, that be- could have some really mm-hmm. interesting implications with how Trump treats uh, women and people of color both exclusively. Mm-hmm. That's going to be held in Nashville. Yeah, oh, Miami yeah. and Nashville, the next two debate spots. Mm-hmm. And, and oh, man, there's there's so many, like, uh, questions and things coming into this. I'm you curious know, of that town hall. That's going to be interesting. The town yeah. hall, you know, they're going to be answering. Wait, how are they going to do the town hall with this? with the COVID environment of having to have a lot fewer people in that room. Well, they'll probably just, you know, limit the, or, or, or do they, they'll do video town hall. They like could. queued up. They could do queued up people. But the thing is you want to have the face-to-face interaction, That's especially true. with how we've seen. I mean, was it like a month or so ago, Trump talked over some lady and was really shitty to her. And she said, Mr. President, let me finish my thought. Like, mm. like we'd just seen him do with the debates here. So, mm. um, <sighs> You know, I don't I don't feel hopeful like I want to feel hopeful. But at the same time, in 2016, when I felt quasi hopeful that we were going to pull ahead and, and, and survive all this, we clearly did not cross that hurdle very well. So uh, I, I'm cautiously optimistic with with where we're at, um, you know, especially seeing the polls and how they are. Uh, what other big major events in Trump's taxes, because the New York Times has more information they have mm-hmm. not yet released that are going to be stories that drop during all this. I mean, I, 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 is it kind of quote unquote shitty tactics that they're waiting till right now? Sure. Well, do you think they're going to care? We need it. Do you think there's going to there's going to there's gonna be an equivalent to the Comey letter that we're going to see at like the eleventh hour of the election? I feel like there's probably worse, and I feel like um, it is possible. And I don't you know, don't quote me on this, but. What if a Trump Putin tape exists? I mean, that would literally end his bid as presidency mm-hmm. if he was disparaging stupid Americans for voting for him, right? You know, and his translator yapping off in, in Russian or whatever, you know, right. or a transcript of that would be, you know, just as good. The only thing is, they need it if it's a transcript, it's hard, it needs to be audio because audio yeah. is just hard like to just like Woodward, yep. yeah, mm-hmm. Woodward tapes. Well, and speaking of this, because we know we know right away, like they, they, they mentioned on the debate, we know it's going to be there's not going to be a clear cut winner on election day. It's going to be maybe a lot of states opening up, a lot of states offering to do in person voting, mm-hmm. a lot of people early voting. Maybe it's unlikely, think- though, Nate, because right. uh, I'm sorry, AP, the states that are going to close and actually be called on election night are going to be more of the Republican states. Now, some of those states could still go in favor of Biden giving certain polling. It's not 100% a likability. What more, what more than likely is going to happen is that some of these states are that are going to be uh, hinging on the mail-in vote, and primarily because a lot more Democratic votes are going into mail-in. Uh, that that could be a fight because right. Trump could try to stop the election mm-hmm. uh, on election night. After election night, it's over. No more counting. And then he's going to he's going to declare victory and say we're done. And then and then it goes to the Supreme Court. They could rule it right there. We're done counting. Yeah, especially if he gets his nominee in before yep. that's a was that six three mm-hmm. and then the and then the election's over mm-hmm. i mean you you it would be a very close to a repeat of what we saw in 2000 with with kind uh, of Bush a little, little bit of a, like of a different thing i would also not be surprised to see the supreme court not weigh in there and and mm-hmm. 
and allow them to because the you know the court even though it's stacked uh, in, in in favor of like the conservatives they it's that they don't always rule exactly by by politics it's like what is rule of law here uh, right. and, and also what's the best recourse and they could say that like, we they need to count every they might say like we need to count all absentee ballots and then bring in that independent counting body to do it well, and the Supreme Court in this moment is literally the linchpin of civil war. If they choose to just say, nope, we're not counting, he wins. You know, there were literal protests when Trump won the first election. We are now in civil unrest because of what right. he has drove us to. Civil unrest coupled with an illegitimate win from a president we don't want. This I mean, country will tear itself apart. Mm-hmm. And that is not a prediction. It's a guarantee. And I hate to be negative, but that's what's coming. If, well, if, you know, he, if he tries to hold on to something we know he didn't win. Right. It needs to will, be a, yeah. People would die. It needs to be a clear victory for yeah. anything to be said. No, I agree. No. And see, the thing is, is that the military would follow command. Mm-hmm. You know, they would. Well, to a point, though. He's no, the commander in chief. They, they are the military. <laughs> like, are, even. They're the military. We have to expect them. To. If if the law, if he, even if it, if we determine that it's fraudulent, but still, as commander in chief, he does control the military. Like it's a scary proposition, but it's yeah, it's within his right to do so. Mm-hmm. And and that's the scariest part about it is that any sort of uprising would instantly be quelled because he would deem it an emergency situation enough to right. take action. And then I, it would be quelled, and then it, things but, would settle but down. Do you think that an American military, I don't care if they're under Trump's you know, fucking rule, do you really think an American military is going to fire on American civilians for protesting? Oh, I don't yes. think they Well... My hope is no. Um... The sad reality is, is that if they're, uh, we've already seen uh, things that what they're capable of uh, by marching, having the National Guard march down the street, shooting tear gas at people standing on their porches, mm-hmm. and we saw what they did in the D.C. Yeah, and and, and that was for a freaking photo op. Mm-hmm. So um, I mean, we saw what they were doing in Portland with like picking up people in unmarked vehicles and driving them away. Trying to charge them with nothing, mm-hmm. like if I don't think I don't think we've fully seen what he is capable of. If the violence is as bad as what I think it would be, if mm-hmm. what, if, if the situation plays out like that, and there's that much unrest, he will unleash the military, no question, because mm-hmm. he will have been, in his mind have a mandate to do so. He will quell it, and it will die, and that'll be it, and that'll be it. Man, that was just a Tony Stark moment that just like depressed the shit out of me. Like, I, that's, I a, that's episode seventy-five. Good night, everybody. Like, no, I like, don't mean to take the wind out of the sails or anything. No, no, we're not there. We're not there yet. But it's something to keep in the back of your mind that is a you definite have to. scare and reality. Because as we get closer, there's going to be sh- some shenanigans pulled. I mm-hmm. hope it doesn't get there. But worst case scenario, it could. And that's something to mm-hmm. keep in the back of your minds. Keep your family safe. Don't do anything dumb. In that situation, right. I mean, the thing is, uh, he's caused a lot of damage to our institution mm-hmm. um, just in his four years. Another four years could cause even more damage. 
uh, in the likes that we could that, in the likes that we don't even know. We we don't want to know, right? So the only answer is go vote. Vote in person if you can safely. That will make it even more so to where more votes are counted against him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, the voter suppression is really rough in a lot of states, which is something that we've got to deal with. But there are people that are still like, I know that Virginia started voting early and there were lines like yep. fucking days right. long lines. Wasn't there also the, these uh, these poll watchers, these people are just like waiting on the edge just yep. with even though they're breaking. Well, they might be on the very edge of what's legal in terms of uh, political affiliations. At, at a least we called when nothing was done. So, mm-hmm. I've walked to the pool before and someone tried to get me like outside the door, try to hand me some PR stuff about one of their candidates. I'm like, this isn't allowed. And I just walked in like, that was for, like a low pamphlet. level. Yeah. Yeah. But... Someone tries to get me to vote Trump. I'm going to tell him to eat shit. I'm really eat mm-hmm. some shit. And I'll think about it right now. I'll think about it. And, <laughs> and, they just go, um, and you go, well, I guess I mean... nope. I thought about it. I still not voting for the <laughs> technicalities. I told you I'd think about it and say I'd give it to you. Uh, oh, guys. Well, you know what? This has been fun. But before we get out of here, uh, you know, we, we've had fun talking about the debate and all this other stuff and ramifications. Ultimately, because um, there's been – because both parties have declared victory with a debate. Uh, mm-hmm. One by one, let's go down. Who do you think won the debate? Uh, Blaine, go with you first, man. Uh, honestly, it's it's a really tough – thing to actually decide if there was a winner because mm-hmm. nobody really got any good talking points out um mm-hmm. but in terms of uh, pure maturity uh, i would go with biden uh he handled himself very well uh he did not get he didn't he never got once got angry angry uh he never he didn't fall for hardly any of trump's bullshit meanwhile trump was on his bullshit the whole time like, not non-stop like there was no chill about donald j trump so uh if anything the real victor is uh chris wallace <laughs> no doubt chris wallace 2024 no. okay uh, <laughs> nate nate what do you got like who do you think came out of this I'm going to echo Blaine's sentiment in saying I don't think it's easy to choose a winner not to say I would ever choose trump to win anything cuz fuck trump but what I'm saying is this. Um, I expected there to be a lot more dirt for people to throw after the debate at Joe Biden. And instead of there being a lot of dirt people are throwing at Joe Biden, I'm seeing a lot of people like, wow, he fucking slayed in comparison because he was poised. He was compassionate. He kept his calm. He tried to maintain talking points. He had some semblance of a plan. It might have been 12 percent of a plan, but it's still better than no plan. You know, like 30% is still fucking 30%. I'm just saying. But uh, to me, Biden being able to separate himself and wow, my phone's deciding to talk. That's cool. Uh, But my uh, like Biden's ability to separate himself from Trump and to show up and show as a former leader of our nation and go, oh, that's like. It was like a fucking nice sip of lemonade on a hot summer day. Like, you're just like, oh, I needed that. I needed to be reminded of what we can be 
when yeah. we're put in a situation to be bandied together. And in um, another timeline, COVID-19 would have driven our nation together more close. I know we're supposed to social distance, so that doesn't really make sense. But in another situation, uh, you know, we're looking at 9-11, we would have all come together and been better for this. And now we're tearing each other apart at the hands of a madman. Who knows what he's doing? He knows he can sow dissent and say one thing to his base and then twist his words and make people fight each other. And what did he mean by this? And having, you know, no real clue. And I think that truly showed in Trump's performance and to negatively grade that he didn't come with a plan. He just came with vitriol and tried to start a fight. He tried to essentially walk Joe into talking points to make his point. And it was really poorly executed and badly conceived and it didn't work for him. And it looks bad. It, he looks bad. He does not look like a leader. He looked like a petulant third grader. When I would send Ollie up to debate Joe Biden before I would send fucking Trump up to debate Joe Biden, that's saying something, man. You know what I'm saying? At yeah. least Ollie would bullshit a fucking plan and be like, okay, well, I mean, we'll probably have some ice cream. That's a great plan. I'm on board. He said ice cream. Let's fucking go, you know, but um, ice cream that's, party. Okay. Ice cream party 2020. Brandon, what were your feelings on it? Okay, so I kind of echo some of the sentiments. It's hard it's hard to say like that there's a definite winner. Um I would say that the the loser in this situation would be Trump. He didn't really have a plan. He didn't really uh have a plan for this debate. He doesn't really have a plan for the first next four years. Yeah. He, he kind of BS some healthcare stuff, but it's mostly just BS. Uh, uh, like other stuff is just like yeah, economy. It's fixing and it's fixing really good. And uh, it's fact, it's fixing better than anybody thinks it is. And I'm gonna fix it even better. Economy in American history. For uh, COVID. <laughs> but um, so in in that in that respect, Trump was his own worst enemy. Biden, mm-hmm. I was hoping would do better. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think that he did terrible. He didn't think, do nearly as bad as everyone yes. claimed. He- Point to. And because of that, because of that, because Trump made himself look so bad, Biden hung in there. And even, you know what, the shut up man and him getting exasperated and some of the name calling, I think was a little bit needed because Biden can get away with it. I actually saw somebody, uh, you know, the hey, like, will you shut up, man? Um, somebody uh, tagged Hillary Clinton and like, can you imagine like how much she wanted to say that but couldn't? And then mm-hmm. she replied, you have no idea. Because, yeah. well, you remember her like him creepily like walking around behind her when she was trying to do the town hall. <laughs> so uh, that's another thing yeah. uh, to talk talk about in just a few minutes. To, but before, uh, well, like, well, I finish my thought. I feel like Biden comes out of this kind of more even than what he was, mm-hmm. but I do actually think that there's some people. <laughs> God damn it, Nate. There are uh, some there are some people, uh, like Nate said, who kind of got disenfranchised with Trump. Maybe not a lot, but enough. Uh, enough people kind of like, yeah, no, this is nope, no, this is you know, like like not for me anymore. So and therefore, uh, since Biden's ahead in the polls, and we'll we'll uh, like the real answer is going to be by the time this episode will have was actually airing, uh, uh, like on audio, we're going to know in the polls where they stand. Does mm-hmm. Trump gain a little bit of ground? If that's the case, then he the people kind of think that he won. In my opinion, I I think Joe Biden like by a hair, and and that's really just because he hung in there with him, 
and gave it back to him a little bit and had some good lines and uh, didn't he didn't mess up. Yeah, I think yeah I I'm with all of you guys there. I think I think what we saw was that. Basically, we kind of saw that we got out of what we expected. We saw that Trump was always going to go in, guns blazing in whatever way he was going to do it. Like he wasn't going to, he was just going to be all talk, no action, really. Mm-hmm. And if he and if he can stop someone else from talking, that was his goal. And I think a lot of his supporters, some of his ardent supporters, are going to see that as a victory. Yeah. And I think uh, Biden, by comparison, was very presidential. He definitely was well-spoken he tried to do his best to stay on topic even when he was constantly being distracted so i think for that that's helpful but i think the thing that sucks is that this debate was more theater than substance like the undecided voter who watched this who was like i honestly don't know who i'm gonna vote for probably still, still walking no away fucking clue yeah they're, they're still like, like i like i don't know what they're like you have to go to their websites to find their stances even that's a stretch for some of them like it was it, there was no like solid talking points like the best quotes from this are all usually something like the only things i've seen talked about from the debate are like yeah the shut up man the um will you please stop talking mr president like there's never there was never like a big like oh that statement that trump or biden said is like that that got my attention that's what i want to vote for it just it kind of sucks that it was all just a lot of back and forth a lot of crosstalk it just didn't really like what we saw i think i'm just curious to see what the next debate's going. I know the vice presidential debate um, next week is going to be less of that, just because both of those personalities of Pence and Harris are not going to be like that. No, it's going to be. Um, I think most vice presidents are usually like they're sitting at a table too. At least that's I think how it was in sixteen, and I think it, though it will be more civil. At least I would hope, but. We'll kind of have to see how that plays out, but I know uh, Kamal's not going to put up with anything that Penn says, so it's going to be it's going to be interesting. But I think it will it'll be a lot more subdued by comparison, and probably half the people aren't going to watch it anyway because they're only in it for the the big ticket fight, not really the the lower tier in their eyes. I think it's actually kind of secretly this this debate, the Pence Kamala debate, might be the more important debate though. Because and I the, say that because of future planning, and if if Joe's health is really actually bad, maybe there mm-hmm. is some truth to that. Maybe there isn't much time left on his clock or whatever. Kamala is gonna inevitably, if he wins, become the president. We have to prepare for that possibility. Right. Her talking points, how she handles herself, mm-hmm. is important to say. Hey, can she also handle that role or not? Because right. it could affect how people really vote for Biden. It's not just a Biden thing. It's a Biden-Harris thing, and that creates a whole new paradigm. Trump, honestly surprised he didn't buck Pence off the ticket. Mm -hmm. Like, there was a lot of expectation he was going to. You were saying early on that um, Tulsi Gabbard was going to replace him on the ticket? Some That was a very, very powerful rumor because, you know, the the idea ideology was okay Tulsi got shafted by the Democrats allegedly which she just didn't pull well because her ideas aren't quite what the party's looking for mm-hmm. and maybe her joining with Trump would unite everybody huh and then bring the blue over to red to vote for Trump and make things better obviously that is right. not what happened we obviously are still with Trump Pence 
And uh, yeah, I, Mike Pence, he's a fucking living robot. So I can't mm -hmm. wait to see what, you know, Kamala throws at him. I can't wait to see what questions are asked and how they both handle it. And then on the other side of that, I can't wait for the next debate and how actual like Trump v. Biden round two town hall. You know, mm -hmm. is Trump going to listen to his advisors now and go like maybe the poll numbers come out and there's a huge shift. Oh, Trump's down 14 points in Alabama. I know that's never going to happen, but that's why right. I said it, because it's a, it's an impossibility. But would that moment make Trump go, oh, shit, I got to shut the fuck up at these things and just let it play out? Or is he going to still be Trump and it doesn't and matter? And it's already a shit show off the rails. audience. Yeah, I think yeah. he yeah, he feeds off a crowd. Oh, like he's been he's been he's been doing like his rallies have all been debate practice since the beginning. Joe Rogan has said it. He's a comedian. Mm -hmm. he, feeds, he feeds off the crowd comedian right. crowd yeah and that yeah. was missing hey hitler wasn't a comedian that, that's not, not what i'm saying <laughs> oh, wow god now, whatever that made me think of that thing about um there's that that clip of hitler like being like charming like when he's like talking like when his uh girlfriend was filming him like, yeah when he's like people don't like to think about like evil people being like relatively normal and mm -hmm. having like normal moments. And it's like, Oh yeah, that's think about it. Like, or it's like, I was like showing that picture of like, Oh yeah, here's a, uh, like Ted Bundy doing dishes. I'm like, okay. Like people do dishes. Jesus Christ. Doesn't mean you can't murder motherfuckers. I don't know if Trump's ever done dishes though. What, His hands that are thing? too small. It would take him too long. Oh, I remember, I remember seeing something that come out. It's like, don't trust a man that's never changed a diaper in his life. Like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Nate. Uh, Man. This will do nothing for the audio. And we, we really, I don't want to keep us going too long, but I know we really didn't talk about, we kind of ran around it, uh, the, the Supreme Court pick, how that they're trying to ram this thing through at the 11th hour. And probably won't happen though. Right. Well, I kind of see, like he's picked her, but I have a feeling they're going to hold it up the covid bill as like this isn't really you have to either give us to we'll vote on this but you have to give us the covid bill first i feel like is what we're gonna end up with probably it's gonna be a you can't get one without the other and i think that's what we're gonna happen so we might end up with a new stimulus package but we might also end up with a new supreme court justice i think that's what's gonna happen i think the timing of this is gonna be something that they're gonna have to have this weird mutual agreement on but i still don't know if the vote's gonna pass and all you do is drag it on long enough that the election happens. Yep. I mean, was, how long did the Kavanaugh one take? Like three weeks? Two weeks? Two and a half weeks, I think uh, it was, of hearings, confirmation hearings and everything and questioning. You know, the thing is, and we've seen now, this is uh, not, not to 11th hour of the episode and bring up another topic, but Chuck Schumer today kind of pulled a gangster move in the Senate. Did you anybody hear about this? I did not. So technically speaking... It is decorum for the majority leader to um, bring to the floor procedural votes. And Schumer, on his own accord, superseded McConnell today because, technically speaking, any senator can, in fact, bring a procedural vote to the floor. Schumer pushed a vote to happen, which forced essentially for them to say they're not voting for the coronavirus bill right now is pretty much he he made them go on record but nice. those kind of procedural forcages and those kind of moves can keep 
the ACB uh, confirmation from happening until after the election. And then even if it does happen, the great question is this, guys. Say in our most greatest moment as a nation, Trump gets out of office, they uncover the documents, they take him to prison, go through the whole nines. Now that you know that you spent four years letting a literal criminal in the White House, does that make everything he does go under a microscope to see whether or not it had criminal uh, ties or reasonings for him to pick certain people to go where they went? Because so you bring up the whole uh, Kennedy thing. You could. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it'd be hard to unseat a sitting justice, even if they were brought in on because they were still voted by the by the full Senate. They can be impeached, still... though, right? Yes. Yeah. So that, and but Kavanaugh that would... has been rumored to be up for impeachment, too. So that's interesting. I feel like you would you have a harder time losing uh, Gorsuch, Gorsuch, the other guy, who's actually, yeah. in some cases, has swayed with the, with the liberal majority yeah. on a couple positions. Mm-hmm. But it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. And do you think if, if we go to... Like if ACB doesn't get picked, doesn't get the votes to go in, and it does go into, and we do get a Biden a win in the election, do you think he picks his own justice, or do you think he gives Merrick Garland the shot? That that would be telling if he did, because it would be like righting a wrong kind of deal. Mm-hmm. That is a very great question, actually, and I would like to see that actually if it can come to fruition. I would be a hundred percent supportive of that decision. The only thing is, would he put another man on the court then mm. to replace a female on the court? That's the, that's the tricky point. But if you're going to pad the stats anyways and pad the Supreme Court at, a, at some point down the road, it doesn't matter if right now you pick the guy, you write the wrong, and then the two seats or the three seats you guys push through before 2022, right. give them to ladies, fucking set it up. Mm-hmm. That's how I would do it. I mean, you know, I yeah, mean, maybe I think, maybe the people who are Republicans who are listening is like, oh, I can't. But there has to be balance. There has to be genuine balance. And with the way things have happened with Republican filibustering, mm-hmm. with the way they've gerrymandered things, we're in a situation where a lot of people are in power. Like, uh, was it Jim Jordan? Mm-hmm. He doesn't ever win in Ohio. He only wins the places where he has gerrymandered the state to get just enough votes. Right. To become the guy, and and that shit's got to change too. So I remember hearing something that uh, that Biden should pick Obama to be a Supreme Court justice because he's technically eligible. I mean, Taft was a Supreme Court justice after he was president. Hmm. It's a, it's a, there's a precedence there, but I don't think Obama would accept it. He'd be like, "Man, I have too much fun not doing this shit anymore. Like, I am so far now. Leave removed. me alone." Uh, that would ruffle feathers though if he did pick him. Oh yeah, for sure. Especially if that was end up being who was on the panel. If anything involving Trump in the future had to go in front of them. Oh yeah, because you know if he gets arrested and goes to or is charged with a bunch of shit that he's going to fight it at every turn and appeal, 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 appeal. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to get to the end of the line and be like, "Hey, buddy." <laughs> <No>. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> oh. I guess before we wrap it up, I think we're about done here. Did you, just to kind of end on a lighter note, did you guys see that there's a Borat 2 that's coming out in next yes. month? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's going to come out before Election Day on Amazon Prime exclusively. It's already mm-hmm. been shot. And here's some interesting facts that I'm glad you brought this up. 
Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen lift, risked his life several times to get scenes in this movie. He mm-hmm. also, um, when uh, filming this, uh, was undercover wearing bulletproof vests, all kinds of stuff. I'm I'm toast. Because wasn't he undercover as Borat undercover as someone else? Like, wasn't that the weird inception yeah. thing that he was dressed as Borat, who was then dressed as someone else to, like, do these... I think he was... Was he doing it at the same time he was doing that Showtime show he was doing where he was, like... Yes. Like, he was kind of, like... Yeah, doing, like, a hat on a hat thing. Are you, did we lose Dick? I think he did. No, I hear me now. No, okay. I hear you. Okay, cool. Did I thought we lost to... me. I was confused. No, no. I was trying to, like, visually confirm... Or not confirm with him. Like, nope, nope, not there. I not there. Because I was just like, what was that? I'm trying to think what that title was. I thought it was pretty funny. It's or, like a uh, long ass title. Yeah. It doesn't involve like Mike Pence, is like part of the title. I got it. Hold on. Yeah, Mikhail Pence or something like that. Yeah. Borat, gift of pornographic monkey to Vice Premier Mikhail Pence to make, to make benefit, benefit recently diminished nation of Kazakhstan. Oh, oh gosh. What do you think he has Pence doing? Because he rushed to get this out before Election Day. COVID almost cost them this movie mm-hmm. um, because he had a goal of having it out. I think the, the initials was like August, August, right. or like around this time. And, I'm still amazed he like made it without anyone realizing it. Like he was well, like, oh, I made it. It's done. It's ready to go. Like, well, oh. and COVID happened. So he had a couple shots and things he intended to still get that he had to set up trips mm-hmm. and go deep in and 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 really genuinely risk his life and my question is with him pushing for this to be out before election day what is in that movie that could really uh shake things up like you know why is he giving a pornographic monkey to mike pence i want to know i'm feeling that's in the movie like yeah the title has something to do and we saw like even with the showtime show he got dick cheney to like sign a uh a waterboarding kit and he got Giuliani almost in some shit. Like, well, and he had that guy that said that he wanted to arm kindergartners with guns. Yes. And how to do it. And like, like he's, he knows guy, how to work a crowd. Like he's going to, there's going to be some stuff on that. What was the one about like getting like he, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. He like uh, had the one guy who he convinced if you pull your pants down and rub, like push your ass towards somebody, it'll make gay people run away from you or something. So he got him to like do all this ridiculousness. I mean, there was a lot. I did not hear that, but I, there's a lot. I'm, I'm really like, cause that's very good. Really since like, Borat, he did like Borat and Bruno. He's kind of done more serious stuff since then. Yeah, so it's kind of interesting, like because he's he's doing this big movie that's getting a lot of love right now with uh, Aaron uh, Sorkin, that Trial of the Chicago Seven that's going to be on Netflix later this year. Like it's a pretty serious film, but I, I like to see he's still being he's still working in satire and really shining a light on some places that usually are overlooked. So, but. Um, if no one else has anything to add, I think that's maybe we'll leave it here. Um, like I've said on previous episodes, Poor uh, Three Sixty kind of in its current form is kind of ending with this episode. Obviously, there's still a lot to discuss, so Poor Three Sixty will be doing kind of specials uh, up and through the election. So they just won't be coming every two weeks or every week. They'll be kind of coming sporadically uh, with the blessing of the Podfather. So. 
Hey, Tuesday is still your day, man. Whenever you want to do a show, you know it's it's yours. But uh, I, I will say that when the next debate happens, I don't know if we want to get the same panel together, or just minimize it down to right. you and I, or how, however. When I would love to continue this though and yes. discuss more about what is happening because this was um, it was reaffirming and refreshing to hear you guys all kind of feel the same way about how last night transpired, mm-hmm. how everything is going, and what we look like as a nation heading into the end of this year, which is quite possibly the most important election of the entirety of the United States of America. And that is really saying something. Really. Sad. And, I, and I entirely agree. And I'm, and I'm happy to have you guys back. And it doesn't have to be video. It can just be audio. We can really do whatever. But I definitely want to do a uh, an election night thing um, for sure. Get a bigger panel. I know Tyler wanted to be on here, but he just had a baby. So congratulations to him. But he's definitely got his hands full for the next month or six months or forever i don't know but he's uh <laughs> he's gonna going over here in my house with the second one so like, he just learned how to climb the couch and oh that, and joy that was an entire like the, uh, when we hooked up earlier on to get to just go over stuff real quick ap <laughs> that we were deterrent and he was upset and it was uh the the, the I, i'm lucky i got that intro done it, it, because I, I literally got it done in like 10 minutes it was crazy it, this whole it was nuts, man. It's nuts. Yeah, two K club. But, yeah, that one. That one might be fun to do live if it, yeah. if we can make the um, the stars that, align. But that I don't may know. Be able to happen. Um, I'm. It's gonna be a late night though. It, right. That's true. We, we might we might do something like this or just like an audio or we'll figure it out. Well, it's still is, it's still a month away. Yeah, and the thing is, is that we still don't know like what all we're gonna know by the time election night kind of wraps right. up. So like. It could be like, well, it's uh, eleven thirty p.m. and they've called three states. Like, <laughs> oh, great! This is going to be a long. Like, I'm just going to be, I'm going to be live until we declare a winner. Oh, All right, man. let's go. <laughs> I will Six say, I found, later. No. I found that Who Is America, where a U.S. lawmaker, uh, Jason Spencer, would scream racial slurs and drop his pants to fight off terrorism. He oh, believed gosh. it would fight off terrorism to drop the end bomb and drop your pants at the same time. Interesting. That sounds like a good place to to, to just wrap up the episode because I don't that, really have that. A, definitely, that's, that definitely that sounds good. Right yeah, <laughs> thank you everyone uh, for being a part of this. It, it means a lot. I know it's a late night for you guys, even though Nate's still with me in Central Time. But um, I definitely, I really appreciate it. Um, definitely want to do this again. It's been a lot of fun. I think that'll do it for episode 75 of Poor 360. Thank you, Dick. Thank you, pal. Thanks again, Nate. Hey, no problem. Make sure to check us out on the Journey into Comics Network on all the different podcasting platforms. You know where to get us. Just search Journey into Comics Network. Thanks for the plugs. And yeah. and Brandon, I couldn't have done it without you today, so I really appreciate it. Thank you for being on here. You're very welcome, man. It's been a pleasure. I can't wait to see the finished product of this video form, by the way. Yeah, I I got to see a clip of it earlier and I, I w- I'm I'm pretty happy. So cool. All right, that'll do it. Thanks guys. Thank you for having us. Yee.